episode of the Wellness Myth Bust podcast. This is really exciting today because I have a returning guest, Allie. Uh, for those of you who listened to our episode number nine, and is there a recipe for success, then you know him uh, for the other ones who haven't listened to it. Ali is a performance coach who specializes in mindset with a focus on helping his clients to get where they want faster, whatever their goal is, and through practical and actionable skills. First of all, everybody, Happy New Year. I hope you all had a fantastic Christmas and end of the year time. Happy New Year, Ali. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. I must have done something well to get invited back. But Yes, 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 absolutely. It is, well, it is very exciting for you to be back because we are going to be able to build upon what we started talking about last time, but also to be quite specific to the time of this year because there is something a little fascinating for me about New Year resolutions. And we see them happening every single year, right? All of my friends, everybody I know is on it. And then it fades away and it doesn't necessarily happen the way we wanted it to happen. Or we don't necessarily stick to those resolutions. And I'd like to get more into the specifics and mechanics of those resolutions and what happens in our brain to understand better how to make resolutions that last and how to get results, right? Okay, so let's dive in. First of all, um, how long do you think resolutions are actually lasting? Is there evidence that they don't really do last? Yeah, this is a really good topic because when we talked about we're going to do this conversation about resolutions, I've done a little bit of digging. So I got some information about resolutions and how long they last. And so one study or a poll according to Bupa said that only half of people asked thought they would actually stick to their goal or resolution. Okay. Uh, Strava, which I think is the running app, they've got all the statistics and information that are plotting people's activity in the new year. And statistically, they're saying that the day that most people quit is the 12th of January. Oh, wow. They call it Quitter's Day. You can go and check quitters that. Day. They call it Quitter's Day. Um, further to that, a YouGov poll came out with the statistic that 80% of people don't make it past the second week of February. It sounds like they're all dying after the second week of February. We're talking about resolutions, people. Don't worry. Uh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, basically the, the numbers are showing at least that people want to make changes, but they're not making changes that are lasting. And I don't believe that's because people don't want to. It's probably just because they don't have the skills or the clarity or that, which I'm going to go into. But, um, yeah, so this episode, I guess, for me, from my point of view, is that New Year is an opportunity to reset. Yeah. It's an opportunity to say, hey, okay, this is how the last week's been. It's maybe been great. It's maybe been terrible. But fundamentally, moving forward, I want something different. New Year is a perfect opportunity yeah. to reset, put a new plan in place. So whether it's changes in your lifestyle, your mindset, your health, your fitness, or even your business, everything I'm going to talk about is equally applicable in any area of your life. It's not just, oh, I want to go to the gym and get buff. It's, well, actually, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting when you say the gym, because when you said Quitter's Day about the 12th, it seems to me like every gym is super full on the first week and then mm -hmm. no one's there every single year. So that is, yeah, interesting as a mindset. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to, I'll break this all down as to why that happens. But yeah, everybody likes the thought of doing something. And then when they realize how much work it's going to involve, they become less interested. Yeah. And I guess at this time of the year, you have this collective movement, this collective motivation, right? Because you think new year, new me, this is a chance to reset and to finally reach those goals I wanted to reach before, but maybe this year. Maybe this is the year. And I think it raises a really good question. When we were talking on the phone the other day, doing us a little bit pre-work for this, you came up with a really good question about, is this your goals or are these societal goals? Mm. Um, And because the top four most common New Year's resolutions is exercise more, lose weight, save money, and do some sort of self-care or personal development. So that's the top four. Now, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but those don't seem like hugely imaginative goals. And so are people just making New Year's resolutions because it seems like the thing to do? In which case, they're just going with the herd. They're setting a resolution that's uh-huh. not that exciting to them. And then they just think, well, actually, I'm not going to keep this up because it doesn't mean anything to me. You know, so the, the perfect question that you raised, is it this your goal that truly inspires you? Or is it a societal goal that you're doing just because you think that's the thing that you need to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it an Instagram goal, people? Or <laughs> is it a you goal? Absolutely. And and we're going to dwell deeper on that, right? Um, let's start with what's the reason resolution don't last? Is there something else apart from the fact that it could be society's goal? Yeah, definitely. There's, there's definitely common factors that make any goal or resolution last or not last. So the reasons that they typically don't last is that first and foremost, people want the results, but often lack the willingness to put the work in. So I've got this whole thing just now. It's, it's not is your goal achievable, it's how willing are you? Are you willing to do the work that that goal requires? A lot of people set a goal, put some effort in and go, actually, it just seems like a bit of effort. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So they lack that level of willingness or the work ethic to do it. Another big one is lack of immediate results. Mm-hmm. We've got a really instant gratification, quick fix, throwaway culture just now. Everything is designed to be obsolete over a short period of time. And so if we don't get an immediate result, we often go, oh, well, this just doesn't work. There's no point in doing it. Actually, you just need to give some stuff time sometimes. So the, the issue there is our timeline of thought is too short with most things, whether it's personal life, relationships, money, business, the timeline of thought needs to be reframed into a longer timeline so yeah, they can, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can then see results over a long you're not going to see a great six pack in one session you might need 12 you might need 18 yeah just chill out people and <laughs> it feels know? like everybody is looking for a time frame right you mm-hmm. those exercise programs online we already talked about it in, in an episode that was called um how long does it actually take to get results because yeah they're all timed in in a short period, right? Uh, they all are four week programs, six weeks program, and it seems like the shorter, the more popular you see on Instagram. Oh my god, that transformation was only done in four weeks. Yeah, I have patience for four weeks, but not for twelve, mm. or not for twenty four. What happens after? It's just understanding the power of process. Like I said, mm. instant gratification culture were uh, conditioned by movie montages of training <laughs> regimes that suddenly you're a world-beaten athlete in a 90-second training montage and, you know, everything's so immediate because of technology that it's just clouded our perception slightly. Yeah. So patience is the next big thing that we need to go back to because then we start to understand the power of process. Mm-hmm. It's not the effect of an action done once, it's the compound of effect of that action done consistently over a long period of time. Yes. 
It's not the one thing you do, it's everything you do, right? Yeah, and how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll just keep ranting on that. <laughs> but, uh, so another reason why resolutions don't tend to last is vagueness in the resolution. Any goal, and I'll go into this later, but any goal needs to be as detailed as possible because the ability to take action is actually in the details. I want to lose weight. All right, go do a couple of laps of your living room and you've probably burned off 10 calories. Technically, that's losing weight. How much weight do you actually want to lose? You know, you yeah. need to be really specific about these things. And yeah. I'm going to give you a little system for that later on. But vagueness is a big killer of the goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, um, not having a structured or set plan. This is about kind of having a, um, a clearly defined roadmap for how you're going to get there. And most people don't have that. I'm going to lose weight. Okay, how are you going to lose weight? I'm going to eat less and I'm going to go to the gym. That's still very vague and without a roadmap, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So um, not having a structured plan. Um, Next one, lack of motivation. There's a whole motivation myth, which I'll talk about a little bit. But if you want to know more about motivation, talk to me because there is a motivation myth that I like to deconstruct. Uh, But lack of motivation. There is one, just last one, that will give you the biggest and the most real reason for people not following up and achieving their resolutions, even, (laughs) is that the goal is not in alignment with our values or any meaningful way. It's, you know, even like making money. It's like, okay, great, you've made money, but the the cliche of people that make money and unhappy is a cliche because it's true. You know, you can achieve something, but if it doesn't fulfill you in any way, what's the point? And when we start taking action towards something that's unfulfilling, how likely are you to continue with that? Yeah, absolutely. And that links with what you were saying before about goals that are yours and not society's goals, right? Making more money seems to be the key to happiness. However, I don't know if you heard about them, but they conducted a bunch of um, studies and surveys uh, a few years ago. And they showed that, um, I think at that time, so give or take with the inflation now, but over 6,000, let's say, euros or pounds a month you were not happier. So you were increasing your happiness up to that figure. And then after that, it it wouldn't make you happier. Other things probably would, but not that on its own, not money. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. So I've read similar sort of stuff about that. That I think, you know, up to a certain amount, it's mm. like 70,000 pounds a year up mm-hmm. to like 100 or something. There's a small incremental mm-hmm. increase in happiness because, you know, the reality is that more money equals more options. So there is a certain level of freedom or security that comes with more money. I get it. Um, but then they found that going above and beyond that, actually, if someone was miserable going from making a couple hundred grand a year to a couple of million a year actually didn't make any difference to the happiness. Mm-hmm. Well, then I guess the question is, great, we know why they don't last, but how do we set resolutions that last? First, we have to understand what drives our decision-making. We need a little bit of practical psychology in there. So when we make decisions, we really only make them for two reasons, and that's to either seek pleasure or avoid pain. So we like to do things that feel good and we like to not do things or avoid things that don't make us feel good. Pretty simple. So another way to look at that is that we typically make decisions via inspiration or desperation that we either see something to be better than it is and know that we want things to be better or on the other side we get so sick and tired of things being the way they are that we're absolutely forced to make a change. So you know, if anyone's been in a relationship that makes them genuinely unhappy, 
one day the penny drops and it's just like, no, I will yeah. not accept that anymore. Yeah. Similarly, you're in a job and just think, actually, you know, there's, there's something better for me out there. And you just make that decision and you go. Mm-hmm. So really, that's the mechanics behind what drives our decision making. That's important because... A lot of people aren't making those decisions because they associate more pain with change than staying the same. So even if they have an idea like, you know, I'd, I'd love a great body, I'm going to be going on holiday soon, I'd love to look great in my swimsuit, bikini, whatever. But actually they don't go because they associate that going to get in shape is going to be a painful, sweaty, miserable, hard work experience. And you don't have to kill yourself to stay in shape. But they've conditioned their mindset that actually getting in shape is going to be painful. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to do it. And so they've associated more pain with the change Mm -hmm. than by staying the same. Mm -hmm. So your decisions are either to seek pleasure, avoid pain, either get inspired or make the decision that you're just fed up with things the way they are. Mm -hmm. People don't make that decision until they've made the choice Mm -hmm. that they either want something better or they're fed up with things being the same. That's what you have to make the decision when it comes to your resolution or your goal, which ones it's going to be. And if you're sitting on the fence, it just means you've not decided yet. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's also what we talked about before, instant gratification. If you're always seeking pleasure, then that's what you're going to go for, right? Mm-hmm. Something that gives you a, an instant high, but that doesn't necessarily satisfy a long-term need or lack of something. And then here's where it gets really complex. So we've got the seek pleasure or avoid pain concept. By seeking short-term instant gratification pleasure in the short term we actually cause ourselves long-term pain and harm Mm -hmm. you know take your diet for example really obvious quick and easy one it's great to drink a glass of wine and eat ben and jerry's ice cream and all that sort of thing because they make us feel good and they taste yummy but over the long term if we've done that excessively it would cause us long-term ill health Mm -hmm. it's the same emotionally in business and relationships and our behavior whatever it is that often if we seek too much short-term pleasure we cause ourselves long-term pain by accepting a certain level of short-term pain or discomfort like going to the gym and working out we create long-term pleasure and fulfillment so there's a kind of weird paradox there Mm -hmm. that actually seek a little bit of discomfort in the short term because that's the things that's the vehicle that gives you that long-term happiness and fulfillment Mm -hmm. not seeking the short-term gratification Mm -hmm. And I guess if you associate that with having a plan, and we're going to go deeper into uh, steps, but if you have that in a plan, then you can see through the pain thinking, well, but I know the next step is this, so therefore it kind of falls into the bigger picture with my plan rather than just being pain for pain, right? Exactly. Um, so is there... A system, and that's where you guys can grab a pen or re-listen to the episode, download it, whatever works for you. But um, is there a system for making changes that last or or making your resolution stick? Because I know you're all about um, actionable steps. So let's talk about these. Yeah, you're right. I love any sort of actionable, practical skills. And a lot of what I do as a coach is helping people refine their skills. So it's decision making, their ability to think critically, to see things in a, a better, more impartial, more informed way, and then make decisions that actually make a difference in their life. So I create a lot of behavioral change models and stuff specific for individuals or specific to topics. So I've created a little one for sort of what's the system for making your resolution last. But like I said before, this is equally applicable in any area of your life or business. Mm-hmm. So definitely grab a pen because there's a, a couple of questions at the end of each section as well as uh, a couple of notes in there. So 
Six part system, part one. You have to have a reason. So first and foremost, if you're gonna do anything, put a resolution in place or set a goal, there has to be a reason for that. More specifically, it has to be a compelling, exciting, inspiring reason that's gonna fulfill you in some way. That's important because we have to have a reason so compelling that it commands action whether we're in the mood to do it or not. Yeah. Question for you with your notepad is, what's the reason that you want to do this? How does that resolution or goal funnel you towards the life that you want to live? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very important to have that reason because then you know why you're doing this. Yeah. Especially if it involves some hard work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had the example of working out, right? And it's an example we took before, but do you want to get fit because you're seeking acceptance from people uh, around you to see like, oh, actually you, you lost weight, bravo, you look good because you're looking for that external validation or do you want to do it because really you want to feel better in your body and, and have this self-acceptance, um, or do you want to do it because you want to play with your grandkids and that just makes sense in your whole um, life and, and the ideal life you'd like to have or the life you'd love to have. Um, and I think that, yeah, that helps you find your why, right? 100%. All right, step two, a specific goal or, since it's New Year, a specific resolution. We, <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to have a clearly defined, measurable, time-framed, specific goal. It's simple question. How do you expect to hit the target if you don't know where the target is? It, it needs to have that level of clarity. You know, I, I talked about one of the reasons for it not being achievable in the past is too vague. Yeah. Vagueness just doesn't give us the clarity that we need to take action. So, you know, if you want to run a certain amount of miles, okay, how many miles do you want to run and in what time do you want to run that? Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to lose weight, that's fine. What weight do you want to get to? What dress or shirt size do you want to get to? But more importantly, what's that going to allow you to do? Get really, really specific with when, uh, what you want to do and by when you want to do it. So your questions there are, what exactly is your goal? By when do you want to achieve that? And how will you measure it? So um, could we get a, a specific example for that? Like how, when you say what exactly is your goal, how specific do people need to get? In as much detail as they are capable of describing at the time. And within that, revisit it and have constant evaluation and review of that goal. Um, so, okay, let me, okay, the first one that popped in my head was financial goals. Say you want to make 10,000 a month, it's, and you're only making 2,000 a month, then you have to say, okay, my specific goal is 10,000 a month. The reason that I want to have 10,000 a month is because that level of income will provide me with the two ski trips I want in the winter, the two motorbike trips in the summer. It will allow me to take my family on at least one holiday each season. Uh, There's a lot of holidays. Um, it will allow me to put X amount into my investment fund and X amount into my retirement fund. Yeah. Okay, I've got a very specific reason. I can then look after myself, my family, and have the lifestyle that I want to. That's compelling and exciting and motivational for me. Yeah. Right, I'm at two grand. I've got to get to 10 grand. By when do I want to be there? Okay, when realistically I'm going to give myself by the end of the year to get to five. So I'm going to go from two to five by the end of the year because 
you know, unless you're some sort of wizard, maybe two to 10 over the one year is maybe not that achievable. So I'm going to go from two to five by the end of the year. Incrementally then, how many, how much income do I need to generate additionally to bridge that gap? Yeah. If I've got a certain amount that's making two grand, what is it that's allowing me to make the two grand? Then if it's true of two, it will be true of five, just more so. Mm-hmm. What do I need to double up on? Mm-hmm. So you can see I'm just asking questions. Yeah. What do I need to do? How much of that? By when? Where do I need to go to achieve that? It's just asking the right questions. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So that's number two specific goal. The questions there was what exactly is your goal? By when do you want to achieve that? How will you measure it? Measurement's really important because it lets you know what's working well, what's not working, what you need to yeah. change perhaps. Step three, discipline, my favorite topic. (laughs) You can see the excitement on Ali's face when he said discipline. (laughs) All right, let me talk to you about discipline. (laughs) Let's go. Discipline is the ability to form new, powerful habits that take us towards our goal. The reason that discipline is so important, and this is where motivation comes in, discipline is so important because motivation gets us started but discipline keeps us going. Yes. So motivation comes from the inspiration or desperation part of our decision making. Oh, I've just had a great idea. I can't wait to achieve that. I'm going to get going. We then realize how hard the work is to achieve that. Ah, suddenly I'm not so motivated anymore. The motivation got us going. It's the discipline to form new positive habits and yes. implement them that then keeps us going consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, This is maybe a really crap example, but I give it all the time because it's universal. How motivated, and I mean truly motivated, are you to brush your teeth? Nobody's like, yes, I can't wait to fist pump brush my teeth. I was not expecting that one. But we're not motivated to do it, but most of us do it twice a day because we understand the reason for it. Therefore, we have the discipline to do it every day. The same, and this could be... Discipline could be morning rituals, meditation, it could be working with a coach, it could be scheduling your time in a specific way, it could be I go to the gym on that day at that time no matter what. Whatever that behavioural habit or change that you need to implement, do it, but have the discipline to keep it going because motivation comes and goes but habits last a lifetime that's a tony robbins quote that's not mine unfortunately (laughs) motivation comes and goes but habits last a lifetime every time you get into a car you will have a habit a sequence of which you put the key in put your seatbelt on adjust whatever you need to adjust and go when you put your clothes on when you make your breakfast we've all got habits i'm just asking you to have better ones Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that work more effectively for you this is the big thing if you want to be more efficient, more successful, get better results, review your habits because your habits are either taking you towards your goal or taking you away from your goal. For me, it's as black and white as that. Yeah. So what we take from that is, guys, it's good to brush your teeth, but you need to floss as well. It's really (laughs) important. No, but definitely that makes a lot of sense. And just, yeah, just making sure you go beyond that spur of motivation Right. And here's the, the big thing, you know, if we're talking about key skills, which I'm always banging on about, the key skill to any successful person in any area of life or business is that successful people do what they need to do, successful people do what they want to do, mm-hmm. and successful people do what they need to do because they know the reason that they're doing it, whereas maybe less or even unsuccessful people just do what they want to do because they're seeking that short-term pleasure all the time. Lack the discipline to implement the action that they need to do and do what they want to do instead. So that's, that's the key skill there. So the questions around this is, 
What's the specific area that you're going to have to be more disciplined in in yeah. order to make your resolution work and last? Yeah. What level of effort will this require? And that's super important. What level of effort will that require? Because anticipating the level of effort and commitment that that will require means there's no surprises. Like, if I want to get a six-pack, I know that I need to go do some abs work. And I know that that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable for a few moments. Mm -hmm. If I want to build a business, I'm going to have to sacrifice a little bit of time, maybe some money, maybe my social life, maybe go out partying less. That's the level of effort that that goal is Mm -hmm. going to require. And I accept that. And I put my level of willingness in alignment with that and I get it done. Absolutely. Because you have a a vision, you have a plan, and you can see further, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Actually... What is the next one? The next one is habits. And so that's a really maybe 3.2 or something like that. It's a crossover. So three was discipline. Four is habits. And like we just said, motivation comes and goes, but habits last a lifetime. When something becomes a habit, we're not reliant on the motivation to do it. We're not relying on, oh, I really feel like doing that today. So this is really just emphasis and reinforcement of discipline is really important. Discipline is that ability to put the habit in place. The habit is now, okay, what am I committed to doing on a daily basis that is going to make things better? Like I already said, we've already got habits. I'm just asking you to make better ones. So really, this is just an extension, but it's so important that we have to talk about it. Review your habits, implement positive habits, combine the plan, the clearly defined goal with the discipline and the habit, and you're well, well on your way. So... Just a simple question, that one. What is the habits that you need to implement that is going to take you towards your goal? You know, like it already says, morning motivation, uh, morning routines, gym trips, classes, the way you structure your time, the way you review your time, what you eat, what you don't eat, who you spend your time with. That's a big one. Yeah, the way you value your time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's just a reinforcement of that. And and I think you said um, have better habits. And I think we're all, if we're honest with ourselves we know where we can improve we know where we've been like a little too comfortable with this or that and i like the idea that you don't need to be honest with anybody else as far as resolutions are concerned what i mean by that is you just need to be honest with yourself and you don't need to tell anyone you don't need to admit to anyone yeah i've been like eating really badly and i want to lose weight i I feel a little ashamed of myself whatever it is that you feel right just say it to yourself. Just write those goals for yourself. You don't, I know we're in a society where people like to broadcast everything they do and every little achievement. Oh, look, I went to the gym, you know, but you don't have to talk about these goals to anyone. You just keep them to yourself. Be honest with yourself and ask yourself, can I do better here? Can I build better habits? Can I, and just have a little introspection, right? What you've said there is so important because honesty with yourself mm. is so powerful. What that really means to me is self-awareness. Yes. Self-awareness is the lost art of the human and modern society. You know, we've, there's so much ego, there's so much um, projection through social media, um, seeking things that maybe aren't really working for us. Mm-hmm. And in our quiet moments, I think secretly we know that within, mm-hmm. but actually the self-awareness to say, Is this working for me or is it not working for me? More importantly, am I going to do something about it? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's not what you're doing. It's the reason that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, am I doing this because I know that it has a powerful, positive, impactful effect on my life? Or am I doing this through fears, limiting beliefs? 
And am I being triggered in a reactionary way to act this way? Absolutely. So it's not what you're doing, it's the reason that you're doing it. And that requires self-awareness to reflect because yeah. self-awareness gives us the self-evaluation mm-hmm. to decide if this is working for us or not. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then we have our two last ones, actually. Two last ones, almost there. Okay, point five is a plan. Now this helps with the vagueness. Um, a plan is super important because first and foremost, um, making a plan has been shown to improve achievement by 10%, a small but very significant number on your way to making that resolution last. But more importantly, planning provides clarity. Mm. It gives us that roadmap between where you are now and where you're trying to be. Because when we're unclear about something, we take less action. So for example, you know, if anyone's listening or yourself, Samantha, have you had like a really great idea or goal and you're maybe in the shower or you're driving so you don't do anything about it then and you come back to it and you're kind of like oh what was that thing you know it just Mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't seem like such a good idea anymore Mm -hmm. and that's because there was no plan put in place as soon as you had the idea so lesson on this podcast on a side note is capture your ideas in the moment but what a plan is really about is giving you the clarity that creates focus that leads to action Because a lot of the time there's nothing wrong with your idea, it's a lack of clarity and we talk ourselves out of stuff when we're unclear. So it's simply about giving yourself that roadmap, clearly defined steps that also allow us to measure as we go, which is super important because actually measuring it allows us to evaluate the progress we're making, which is super important. So the questions around planning is, you know, what does your plan look like? How will you break down your goal into smaller bite-sized chunks that makes it more achievable? When will you do that new thing? How often will you do it? Where do you need to go to do it? And what do you need to put in place for that plan to work? Mm. So there's quite a few questions there. So just re-listen to that section again. Get your notepad out and just revisit those. And within those five or so questions, there's a very clear, actionable roadmap that will take you to your goal. That if you combine that with a bit of discipline and good habits, you're pretty much there. Yeah, 100%. I think it gives you... Uh, also the difference between a fantasy and an actual plan and something that could come to life, right? And I think very often we have an idea and we think, oh, that's a great idea. And then you talk about it to one person who sees a flaw in there. They, they might not know anything about your plan, right? Or about your idea, but they go like, uh, yeah, but have you thought about that? And actually, because you don't have a plan yet, you go like, oh yeah, no, that's not such a great idea. Mm -hmm. And we get kind of demotivated to do the things that could have been viable, that could have been good, but we need to think. So just as you said, answering those questions, I feel can really give someone the reasons, the pros, the cons, see if it's something you really want to do, but also how to do it and to stick to that beyond opinions left right and center right yeah 100% and there's probably a whole other discussion in there as well about being selective and who you share your ideas and goals with you know if somebody's gonna shit all over your ideas consistently (laughs) you know just just don't tell and everybody knows that type of person in their life that just like actually you know what I'm gonna be selective with how I share this information because if people don't have value to add to your plans and goals just just don't Mm -hmm. just don't share it with them Last one, step six, uh, and we're done. Uh, Accountability. So this is super important. Coming off the same study that gave us the 10% improvement by making a plan is that if you've got a goal and you've made a plan, you've got a 50% chance of achieving your goals, studies have shown. If you tell someone, the right person, 
and report back to them in a way that provides accountability and support. This goes from 50% to 90% success rate. So I'll say that again, 50% to 90% simply by having the right accountability partner. That's huge. That's crazy. So an accountability partner could be anyone from a gym buddy, um, someone that's got a similar or even different goal that, you know, it doesn't have to be the same goal, but they're trying to achieve someone. It could be a partner, it could be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be a personal trainer, it could be a personal coach, a life or business coach, it could be a nutritional therapist, it could be anyone. And this is why the one-to-one sector is growing so much, whether it's PT, whether it's life coaching, business coaching, anything like that. It's because it works. It's because there's real results to be had by reporting back. Maybe the reason for that is that we're far less likely to let someone else down Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than ourselves. You know, if I say to you, I'm going to be here at one o'clock to record this podcast, I'm not going to let you down. I'm not going to let your listeners down. But if I'm just like, I'm going to go for a coffee at one o'clock, I'll be like, nah, I just can't, I can't really be bothered going for a coffee. I just won't do it. You know, I'm accountable to someone. I've got a coach. My coach, I send my clients weekly emails. What have you done? How are you doing it? What's working well for you? What were your challenges? Do you need some help? And they get stuff done because there's an accountability process built in there. So the lesson from that is get someone to do it with you. It doesn't have to be the exact same goal, but someone that's committed to a path of improvement, progress, achievement, success, whatever it is. Just get someone that's prepared to go through it with you and keep each other on track have some fun with it, challenge each other, you know, give them a hard time when they slack off and congratulate them when they do well. Yeah, 100%. And that's what we said actually about one of the episodes uh, talking about training. We said, get a gym buddy, get a training buddy. It doesn't need to be in the gym, but that's it. Get get accountable. That's what we need um, to just be called on our bullshit. You know, that's really important. Yeah. Uh, So just really simply, the questions at the, the back of accountability is, Who can you get to join you if you're doing this completely solo? Who will you report back to that's going to have a positive influence on you, that's going to feed back to you? And how will you record your own progress? A little note on progress. The reason that progress is really important is that because like all living things on this planet, we are growth-driven beings. And so it's actually our primary purpose is to grow, to expand And one of the best ways to do that is to experience progress. Okay, so how do we experience progress? Actually by challenge. Whenever we face a challenge, and even if we don't achieve 100%, but we, we overcome it in some way, nature has seen to it that we're rewarded by participating in challenge via, you know, oxytocin and uh, endorphins, all the feel-good chemicals that we get when we know that we've tried or worked hard or overcome something. So... Progress is super important because it's that that makes us happy, not success. And I can prove that. You know, if you're listening, think of a time where you achieved something that you were really pumped about, really pumped about working towards, and then you achieved it and you kind of just went, oh, is this it? And you're just left feeling a little bit empty. That's because it didn't fulfill you. But actually, have you ever went to the gym one day or went and practiced the skill that you're working on and just had a tiny little bit of improvement and went, oh my God, I feel amazing. I can really see how this is going to go. God, I feel so good. I can't wait to get back to the practice session or gym or whatever and try it again. That's progress. 100%. Progress equals fulfillment. And, you know, part of these New Year's resolutions, they have to be fulfilling. And this is why I've said chart your progress get accountable, feedback to someone, expand your time frame into the long term because understanding the power of process is understanding how to become happy. 
just chisel away. We're looking for progress, not perfection. That is so powerful. And you talked about uh, measurable goals and what better than progress to actually see where you came from, right? You look at something and you feel like, oh, okay, great. If you're looking at make more, making more money, if you make 10 pounds more every day, 10 pounds doesn't seem like a lot of money, maybe to you at that point. However, you look after 100 days and you think, wow, that was a thousand in three months. You know, that's getting close to your goal, right? And it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be the amount of uh, pounds you lost. It is whatever makes sense to you. It could be an artistic thing and looking at a previous drawing that you did and just thinking, wow, I've grown so much. I've progressed so much, right? Um, that's super important as well because the way kind of life in the universe and whatever it is you want to name it, the way it works is that if you have the discipline to take care of things when the amounts are small, you, the universe will see to it that you are rewarded when the amounts are many. Mm. And that really means that if you just have the discipline to take care of all those tiny little daily disciplines and habits over a long period of time, you will get great results. Because if you can't handle your business when the amounts are go to the gym for 20 minutes, eat well twice a day, you know, if you can't invest a couple of pounds a week sort of thing, you don't deserve the results of these big things, of the millions, of the great body, of the great success results. You don't deserve that because you're not implementing the amounts when they're small. It's as simple as that. Getting ready for bigger things, right? You have to earn it. <laughs> you have to earn it. Um, I'm just going to sum up these six steps that we talked about just for you guys. And again, feel free to listen again to the episode, take notes, whatever works for you. We had the first one was reason. The second one was specific goal. Then we had discipline, habits, plan, and finally, accountability. Um, I really hope you guys got a lot out of today. I know this is a slightly longer episode because we have so much to cover. Um, and I personally can't get enough of Ali's knowledge on the topic. Ali, where can people find you? And would you like to add anything? No, I think I've spoken enough about that. So <laughs> the content's there. But yeah, people can find me obviously on social media. Uh, I have a company called Steadfast Coaching. So if you go into Instagram, Facebook, um, steadfast coaching you can go on there's loads of free videos and posts and stuff i put up all the time so uh, check that out and join those pages if you are interested in working with me or even if you've just got any questions about mindset your personal life your business if you want better results um, my website is steadfast-coaching.com and the email address is info at steadfast-coaching.com and drop me an email, ask me any questions. I do free consultations. It's not a coaching call. It is a consultation. It's about finding out if coaching is right for you. I only work with those who are committed and ready to get results. So it's not that I accept everyone, but if you're interested in getting some awesome results in your personal life or your business, give me a call. We'll organize a free consultation and take it from there. That sounds awesome. Guys, jump on it if you haven't last time. This is the time. Guys, I wish you the best of motivation <laughs> with your New Year resolutions. Um, and I really hope this is going to help you to stick with them and get the life you'd love to, to get, really, and, and implement all those wonderful habits and have results that last. Have a wonderful rest of the day, and I will see you soon.